NBA Top Shot. Basically, what it is is uh, it's like N, it's like NBA uh, NFTs type thing. So I had bought a couple and I have sold more. Um, basically, I'm up over like 180 US. So I'm trying to get this fucking money out. And damn, do they make it difficult to get your money out because they just want you to keep on keeping on, you know? So it's just like, what the hell? My question is, who did you flip? Uh, I flipped a couple. So like a Devin Booker NFT. Um, I had a Dwayne Wade one. Um, I had a rare Jeff Green one that I flipped. I don't know. You just buy low, sell high. I don't know. Just a true... uh, just a true uh, patriot towards the uh, stocks. And yeah, so anyways, I'm trying to take this fucking money out. And heaven forbid they ever, ever, ever let me uh, take this money out. So That's how they get you. I did yeah, not like, picture you to be an NFT guy. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was something. Like I had put like, I want to say $75 into it maybe and then yeah so i'm up over like 150 odd dollars whatever so i'm just like okay at this point i'll just take my money because this isn't something i'm going to be in and nor like i i don't know that i you'd have to look up the nba top shot thing but it's uh it's pretty interesting stuff but uh yeah long story short uh you know when money's yours uh Everybody definitely makes it hard to go get it, you know? Man, I don't get the NFT thing in general. Like, I know what it is, but I just don't get the, like... The value. Yeah, like, I don't... Like, I... Yeah, like, it doesn't really make sense to me it's either. It's value like, and knowing you value it, really. Yeah, so... It's oh, like anything, I guess. I was like, going to say, it's no so different than, like, hockey or NBA basketball yeah. cards. Like, it's the same That's what idea. it is. That's essentially That's what it is. literally what it is. But, the but you don't even have... You don't even have it. It's digital <clears throat> right so i have like it's digital highlights, bro yeah like i have like digital highlights of uh that's what i, I like that's videos? what i don't are there gifs gifs that's a whole nother debate yeah it is well it's like like i mean it's a highlight and it just replays over and over again but uh, yeah it's like a moving picture yeah it's, it's a highlight yeah. like i own yeah, the highlight so that sounds exactly what a gif a gif is I just say yeah, both like the NFT, I, I, I I'm guess, scared to more. dig aside. I don't know which side. <laughs> I think it's GIF. I'm not taking GIF. a stance. I'm very neutral. I'm gonna. I'm very. I'm very Shadow. passionate, as you can tell. GIF. Shadow neutrality. I I don't get it. I don't get the NFT thing. Like to me, it's like I could go take a picture of Devin Booker on Google and make a like nba card see but that's not what i own i don't own like an nba card well what is it then like that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying so i owned a devin booker um it was an assist so i owned the highlight along with fucking fifty thousand other people i owned the highlight and it was like highlight number 1400 out of fifty thousand. So it was it was worth more because it was a higher serial number. I'm just gonna stick to pyramid schemes, I think. Sell yeah. workout shakes or whatever people do. I don't know. Let's get you know what? Let's try getting the pod. Let's try getting the pod, getting some flow in, you know. 
Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Rolling the Dice with Peas and Marty. I'm your host, Tanner Hardy, better known as Marty. And uh, once again, welcome back. Boys, Papa Peas, let's start with you. How are you doing, baby? What's up? Besides buying NFTs, what are you, what are you up to? <clears throat> Besides buying NFTs, have my truck broken into, you know, it's been a little bit of a rough week, but hey, remember, we're back to it. We started a little, uh, started a new job. We're loving it. We're living it. We're learning it. Um, other than that, though, I mean, not much else new. Still just a below average uh, sports picker. Uh, did create a Twitter last night. Felt good. But uh, yeah, here we are. So. Hey, man, you know what, though? I think I know why you have the bad karma. It's because you went six for six in your NFL picks this weekend. So, I mean, we'll talk about it in a second, but you can't have everything going for you, apparently. That's just not how life works. When you're yeah. up in one thing, it's got to kick you down in another thing. So, Well, that's what I mean. You can't be this good looking and go six for six and be successful. You know, they have to, they have to take a part of you somewhere along the road here. Well, peas. Either way, um, sounds like you had an interesting weekend. I'm not going to complain about mine then. But uh, also on the call here today, we got our producer, producer Vinny. Vinny, what about you? What's up with you? Not much, man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm caught so off guard right now. I'm trying to type stuff. <laughs> man, um, I was going to say we'll your voice <laughs> Your voice was sounding really seductive there. I think we got to keep it in because, like, I'm a little, I'm a little hot and heavy right now listening to that voice over there. I wish I could speak like you. I don't have that, like, piece. You know what I'm talking about? Like that vibe that Vinny's got. Yeah, he's got that chilled, uh, pardon my French, stoner vibe to him. Oh, terminally chill. Terminally chill. Hashtag terminally chill. I like that. Man, I'm probably the other way around then. I'm just like tight. high strung and yeah, sure. We'll go with tight. I, high strung is tight like a toy. Tight butthole. <laughs> I was going to think of like tight as in like, you know, he, you're, like you're tight. Like that's tight. Like, well, yeah, it's just you flip flop that line. That's you. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it, but whatever. You know what? We're off to a, we're off to a bang right now, to say the least. But awesome. uh, we got to We're business is booming, as Antonio Brown would say. We booming, baby. Um, but yeah, we had a a good episode last week, boys. We uh, kind of quick recap. We went over our NFL uh, playoff brackets. I think how we're gonna start the episode here today is. We're going to talk about those brackets. We're going to talk about Peaser going six for six. Baby! Shout out Peaser for going six for six and being our gambling guru successfully for, that, for a day. For the first first episode where you went perfect, I think. So you know what? Claps, claps for you, Peaser. Hey, we love we're it. proud we love of it. you. That's what we need out of you if we're going to get the pod to blow up. So. Yeah. I mean, a perfect bracket would put us on the map, maybe slightly. I don't know. Hard to say. Well, we'll get a chance to talk about round two here because after we go over our brackets, we are going to talk a little bit about round two, what we expect. 
teaser, I imagine you're going to maybe stick with your bracket. But uh, for me and Vinny, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we decide to do here when we get into the moment. Maybe we stick with our brackets. Uh, maybe we go a different direction because let's face it, we're not going to have a perfect bracket. It's busted. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, that being said, we did have good weekends as well between myself and Vinny too, just not as hot as Papa P's. Uh, after we get a chance to kind of go over round two, though, we are going to do something a little bit different. Another new segment for the pod. We're going to do our mailbag. We had a few questions uh, come in. So for those of you who maybe didn't see, we post on the Instagram to get some uh some ideas, some questions, some topics that you guys wanted to hear from us. So we want to try to interact a little bit. Um, we're going to try to uh, answer your questions. I think we'll be able to get through all of them. But uh, for all of those that sent questions, whether it was through Instagram or just texting us, thanks for doing that. And uh, we look forward to doing that. And then, of course, we're going to bring it back this, uh, this week here. Um, we didn't really do it as... You know, we didn't really have a segment for it last week, but we are going to bring back what are we rolling for this weekend. Um, so we're going to talk NFL. We'll probably talk some other sports as well because we got to show NBA, NFL, or NHL, and uh, whatever other sports are on some love too, of course. So uh, without further ado, boys, what do you say? You want to get started here? Let's make a podcast, baby. Let's roll. So, Peaser, we got to go to you, man. As we mentioned, six for six. What is going through your mind on Monday night when you see the Rams absolutely shit pumping the Cardinals? Yeah, see, I didn't even need to watch the entire game. I had seen enough on those first few drives. Um, I actually did have Odell being the first touchdown scorer. Uh, we kind of cut it out in that last uh, last podcast uh, intro there. But uh yeah, I had seen enough of what I needed to see. Kyler Murray, he looked terrible. And the Rams just jumped all over him, kind of exactly how I thought it was going to go. And yeah, like I said, everything else is picture perfect. So so I only watched a part of the game. Vinny, did you watch the game at all? Or did, were you busy on, uh, I guess it would have been for Monday night there for the cards game? Because I know you picked the cards. I watched a little bit and I watched Kyler just not do well and look not like a short king he didn't yeah. he didn't rep short kings hey no like, he, well. he did not play well at all so Tough look here's he was my looking question. like a, he was playing like hasbula out there bro i mean hasbula would have probably did a better job to be wasn't there a point when odell like i'm pretty sure obj had more passing yards on one pass halfway through the game than Kyler had the entirety of the game. That's correct. Kyler also threw the uh, shortest interception uh, for a pick six in playoff history, which is yeah, tough. that was actually a cool little stat that you had brought up there. So producer Vinny bringing up the fun facts. Um, so here's my question though that I wanted to ask you guys. So at what point, like obviously Kyler played the entire game. Would you have brought, would you have taken him out? Would you have put Colt McCoy in if you were in that position? PZO's lagging. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry. Hello? Hey. Hello? Hey, hey what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
so so you guys can hear me obviously yeah we can, we can hear you like do i sound laggy or is it just my camera not <laughs> you are now yeah <laughs> you uh, weren't until you started talking about being laggy but like i'm watching my camera right now and it's fucking horrendous yeah you got, like you look like you're on you got, msn or something but yeah like i look like i'm on like a fucking i'm talking to smarter child on msn right now via the fucking webcam dude, oh that's a webcam good smarter child dude <laughs> that, remember how be... smart he remember how smart he thought he was though yeah, yeah i actually uh, I, I fucked with smarter child yeah there's okay, well, things um, you could say to them Pizio, well, turn your camera off. This is like painful to watch. <laughs> okay. Video is off. Uh, but anyways, back to the whole uh, Dewey bench Kyler thing. I mean, at that point, you can't uh, you can't bench Kyler. You, you like he's he's your guy. I know it didn't look pretty. I know it didn't look great, but he was one of the reasons for you guys being where the Cardinals were. So I think uh, I mean he definitely didn't look well. Like thoughts of pulling him. Sh- like that's understandable, but I mean, you got to think of like, they're missing Deandre Hopkins too. Just not a lot of things went right for them. And I, and I do think uh, we can't rag on the Cardinals because the, the Rams, they def- they definitely came to play. They were more ready and more prepared than the Cardinals were. So kind of as I predicted, and I, I mean, we're going to get in the second round here, but that's a team to be reckoned with. Yeah. I was just, I don't know. Kyler it's just like, I kind of thought they should have pulled him. I understand what you're saying there, Pease, but he did not look like Kyler. And at some point, you got to ask yourself, like, we're not, you got to, you got to realize you're not winning the game with Kyler. Cause I think anybody watching the game knew, like, you weren't winning with Kyler. Why do the same thing every drive and, stick with him i don't know i'm not an nfl coach i get it why they didn't i get what you're saying peace but it was so bad like i just i think he was hurt i feel like colt mccoy you throw him in there and you know what if he plays like shit well guess what like you weren't winning with kyler anyways so i don't know then you put in trace mcsorley bro and trace can do it so Trace is uh, ex-Raven, and he used to be able to do it. So, I mean, why not? I don't know. Anyways, uh, we can move off that game. I don't want to – we got a lot to cover, but I just – Kyler Murray looked so bad. I think we had to talk about it a little bit. So, but, uh, yeah, the Rams, you know what? Credit to them. They looked good. Matt Stafford with his first playoff win. OBJ with his first playoff win. And – uh, half a million dollar incentive. That's a nice little plus for OBJ. So shout out OBJ. You got more money when you probably don't need more money. But hey, good for you. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, a couple other games. I mean, we'll probably breeze through a couple of these because there are some blowouts. Stick with the NFC. Yeah, Tampa Bay and the Eagles. Uh, stinkies is uh, a good word for it. That game was ugly. Like basically the Bucks. I mean, and, every, and never, yeah, yeah, everyone trying to make a case for Philly coming back at the end of the game. That, that didn't matter. Like that wasn't any, that had nothing to do with the game. Like the Eagles were so ugly all the way through. <clears throat> it just so happened that I guess Tampa Bay just kind of let off the gas a little bit. And I guess they found a little bit of a rhythm there, but 
No, pretty nasty. Uh, I don't know for any sports betters that were out there, but the over-under was based off of basically that last two-point conversion. If they converted the over-hit, if they didn't, the under-hit. So if anyone who had the over, uh, tough look because uh, they didn't make it. So RIP to the over. We hardly knew you. But yeah, that was like, I don't have much to say about the game. I mean, as soon as it was... It was what 17 nothing. I think we all knew the game was done. Like there's no way the Eagles were coming back. So um Tom Brady got his revenge over the Eagles. So I mean, we're not really shocked at this point. But uh moving on, um, I don't want to talk about the last NFC game because that was probably one of the better games. Um, so I think we should go over to AFC. Uh, what stinky game should we start with first there, Peas in the AFC? I mean, a couple of stinky games for sure. Um, I would have to say the Chiefs and Steelers is probably the more of the stinky games, just based off of uh, how the first quarter started. I know the Chiefs really heat up at the end there. Uh, the Steelers, one of their touchdowns came defensively, so really only two scores there. Big Ben, I mean, he goes out with 200 yards and two totters. Good little way to end a career in the playoffs. But, I mean, ultimately, they ran into the juggernaut of the Kansas City Chiefs, especially on the road there. Nobody had them coming out of this game. And, I mean, the stats showed 42-21 Kansas City. So, I just have to say, shout out TJ Watt, uh, rolling the dice MVP, as well as rolling the dice fullback of the year, scored a touchdown. After the pod was released. Not even surprised. There's a good record of people being fullback of the week or fullback of the year. Whatever the award is, as long as there's a fullback involved and we're talking about it on the pod. I mean, TJ Watt's not an actual fullback, but Vinny, Vinny's hot with his fullback picks. So shout out Vinny because you're hot with that. Any so just I guess a, a note. Whenever some, Vinny says somebody's going to be fullback of the week, you should probably uh, make sure to watch whoever that is because they're probably going to do something. So shout out Vinny. Gamble or fantasy stardom. Even if they're you heard a defensive player. Yeah, even IDPs, man. Yeah, that's fair enough, I guess. Or you get the Steelers defense. Exactly. Still would have got points. So, yeah, ugly game though. Peas. I'm not going to stick with this one too much. Um, yeah, Big Ben finishes with a couple of touchdowns to end his career. Um, I don't see him coming back. I think everybody knows that. So Chiefs move on like everyone expected. Uh, the other stinky game of the week in the AFC was the Bills and the Patriots. Uh, 47 to 17. Basically, Buffalo had the perfect offensive game. So they did not punt the ball. They did not kick a field goal. They scored a touchdown every single drive that they had. That's, that's kind of what that's kind of what I was going to bring up. Can we even classify this as a stinky game because of how well Buffalo looked throughout the entire game? It it looked as if you know Bill Belichick was almost coaching for the Buffalo Bills. The way that they were out coached, out played, out manned, like everything. Not one stat can you look at and be like the Patriots won this sort of battle. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point, Pease. Um, what happened to the Patriots defense? Like they were so elite. You know, when we first started this pod, that was kind of when they were going on their little heat uh, heater there where they're winning a lot of games. 
And then they kind of fell apart at the end of the year and they really fell apart um, this game against the Bills. Do you think the Pats defense had a bad game or did the Buffalo offense just, were they just that good? Well, that's where it comes back to my bracket and who I chose to represent the AFC. And I truly think the Buffalo Bills are that team. They are like, uh, yeah, watching that game, it was something special. You know, when you have... Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, and Stephon Diggs all fucking going off and doing whatever. And then you got Josh Allen in the backfield. You know, he can scramble to make anything happen type thing. That's a that's a lethal team, man. Like, that's a, that's a team that's tough to stop nonetheless. And, I mean, for a team that supposedly can't stop the run, I mean, they held the Patriots to under 100 yards. So that's pretty damn good if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Mac Jones, he's a rookie quarterback. I just, you know, when we were talking last week on the last episode there, I think it, my decision came down to, I just trust Josh Allen more than Mac Jones. And that's nothing against Mac Jones. He's just a rookie quarterback and uh, Josh Allen's got a couple of years under him. And uh, clearly that was proven with his five touchdown passes. So um, yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's a good point, though, Marty, because this isn't the last we've seen of Mac Jones in the playoffs. He got a little taste of it and he's going to be back. I don't care what Patriots team you put there. He's still going to be there in a part of that uh, squad. So if he can keep finding ways to better his game, I mean, that's still going to be a scary team. So, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I just think give that Pats team a couple seasons. And I mean, I hate to say it. I think they could be a dominant force again, though, and. I mean, I don't really love that because I don't love the Pats, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. But uh, let's move on to the other AFC game. So this was the big AFC game in terms of like the most competitive, Mm -hmm. and that would be the Bengals and the Raiders. So a little bit of controversy in this game too. Um, Some not so good refing. Um, I've watched this full game. Uh, Peaser, did you watch this game? Yeah, I happened to be working at the bar and I managed to uh, snag the whole game. This is one of those games that like, it feels like it happened so long ago that it's like, it's almost hard to remember exactly what happened, but it's slowly coming back to me. Yeah. So the, I guess the big thing that happened in this game was that uh, the Joe Burrow threw a touchdown, but right before uh, who was it? Was it Higgins? I, or Tyler Boyd, it was one of those two. They caught right before they were going to catch the touchdown. The ref blew the whistle. Did you hear about that controversy? Yeah, because it was Joe Burrow scrambling out to the right and threw, threw the ball on the run, but it was so close to the sidelines that they thought they had, uh, they thought they had um, Joe Burrow ran out of bounds. But like I said, as a, as a ref there, you got to let that play happen. You know, I, I don't like both. Here's the thing. Both teams kind of get screwed over in that situation. Like that's a huge mistake by the refs. And like, I feel bad. Cause it's like, that was going to be a touchdown. I like, let's be honest. It was going to be a touchdown, but if the ref blows the whistle, the rule is the the play's dead. Right. Like the ref's real superior here. Like it's the same thing in hockey, loose puck ref doesn't know where it is. Whistle blows. That's it. I don't care if it squirts out a half second after whatnot, they're still not going to let that play go. So yeah, very interesting um, how that all kind of developed and how it all came down. So, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, like the Bengals were going to score, but 
I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it because I like at the end of the day, the whistle went, the play should have been blown dead. The yep. prob probably the proper thing should have been replay the down. Right. Like, but we can both agree that that was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. I, I'm not, like that, I don't want to take that away. Like that was right. an awesome play from Joe Burrow. That's the what ref I mean. Made like, the, wrong, the wrong call. And, uh, I think I heard that. I think yesterday I heard this, but I'm pretty sure that the refs who ref that game are not going to be refing the rest of the playoffs because there's really? a couple. There's a couple of um, I forget what who's the refs team is, but uh, that's what I heard. So I would Ooh. have to. We'd have. We might have to fact check me later, Vinny, but I'm pretty sure that's what I heard. Um, but there's a lot of mistakes in that game that went both ways. There's a play that. Um, I, I think Derek Carr got like lightly hit in the helmet and he really sold the play and there's a flag. Like there's just lots of bad calls in that game, but um, came down to the final play of the game and uh, the Raiders just couldn't get it done at the end of the day. And you know what? Uh, I'm happy for the Bengals 31 years or whatever it's been since the playoff win and Joe Burrow. I mean, guys got swagger. That Bengals team looks dangerous, I think. But. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I was high on them in this game, but I mean, the Bengals look good. Like, that that team, a lot of weapons, I'm telling you, anything can happen. So, I don't know, Vinny, did you catch anything that stood out to you when you were watching that game? Uh, the post game when Joey B had those dope-ass glasses on. Man, those are like filthy. Like, where do you even buy something like that? And where not, can I get my hands on them? Like, I know Photoshop. I'm not. I know I'm not supposed to like this man because he plays for the Cincinnati Bengals. But how do you look at him and be like, oh, I just hate him. Like, man, ugh, you know, the like, guy just reeks, just reeks of swagger and confidence and just a winning mentality. So, I liked his like in that post game like press conference like they said oh what do the glasses mean or they like he was asked about it and he's like i don't know they look cool and like that was it and it was just like you know what yeah. that's i i love joe burrow he's turning into one of my favorite players in the <laughs> league uh just both for his personality and for the way he plays the game so yeah but the funny thing with those sunglasses is you know how I mean, what I'm trying to say is, though, is like, you know how you can get those glasses where it's like you step outside and then they like or turn transitions. into sunglasses. Transitions. Yeah. That's what they look like to me is transition uh, glasses. So I really like that's It doesn't not look like that. I I, I mean, yeah, it looks like he's well, in I a porno. It. Yeah, it does look like he's in like an old porno and he's about to make his case for coming in. Like no maybe a, porno, a light porno. Yeah, I don't know. But like it to me it looks like in this press conference picture you pulled up that he was outside for a few minutes, probably smoking a cigar, because that's just like what he does. And he can't and he was like, Oh, Joe, you gotta come back in for the press conference. And they look like they're just starting to like, you know, turn back into yeah, transition. I don't know why I'm not saying transition, but that's what that's what's happening right now. So shout out Joe Joe Burrow, you got some elite swagger shout out joey b and shout out transition legends lenses 
We need to get sponsored on the pod. Get us some transition lessons. Oh, I can't talk. It's tough, bro. That's Peaser, tough. Say it. say it. Transition lenses? No, you got to say oh. shout out. Like the whole shout thing. Shout out transition lenses. Oh, oh he's a pro. Red leather, yellow leather. Come on, boys. Get your oh. freaking get your tongue twisters in before we start recording. It makes for better content. I got nervous. <laughs> Joey B's just looking at me. I'm trying. It's the swag. It's tough. Oh well. Anyways, congrats, Bengals. Uh, you're moving on. And uh, Joey B, you're you're good at football. Shout out Joey B as well too. So, all right, peace. Let's jump into the last game that we haven't chatted about yet. And probably, I would say the most interesting game of the weekend. Uh, 49ers defeated the Cowboys 23-17. to What a weird game. Yeah, what a weird game is right. And you want to talk controversy about the, the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. How about we flip the script? And look at the controversy that was the Dallas Cowboys. Not even the 49ers necessarily, just the Dallas Cowboys in general. Everyone knows Dak runs for it on a QB draw with about 13 seconds left, and then they can't spike the ball. I mean, at some point, you have to be able to realize what your play call is, how much time you've got, and everything else that comes down to it. I mean, I don't hate the play call if you can maybe go down five yards before you do. Cause all they were trying to do was make the hail Mary, I guess, shorter, or at least have some sort of design play that you could do that with. But I mean, just terrible clock management. Um, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so way to go 49ers. Yeah. So, I mean, this is like classic Cowboys. It feels like when they're getting, uh, they're getting blown out, whatever it was 23, um yeah 23 to 7 um and then Dak starts coming back because that's what Dak does he gets kind of into hero time comes back into the game and then they end up losing I feel like I've seen this story far too many times but yeah you kind of nailed it Pease. like what I, I just here's the thing so I'm just kind of referring to Dak's press conference here where he said that they've done that play hundreds of times in practice. They've pra- like, they've done it in practice. They've executed it in practice, but here's the thing. There's 14 seconds on the clock. You have 14 seconds to do your quarterback draw slide, get the re- the ball to the ref, which you didn't do. That was the biggest issue is they didn't go straight to the ref with it. They went straight to the center. And obviously you can't snap the ball until the ref touches it. So that was the issue right there. You're telling me in practice that you did that with a ref? Like, no, there's no way you did that. So even if it went perfect, you probably have one at best two seconds left on the clock. Like if you execute it perfectly, you're in a playoff game you're able to throw a hail Mary. Like why risk it at that point? Like you need every, even if everything went perfect, that gives you one second. Like, like okay. there's gotta be some sort of risk management there. Well, right? that's what I mean. I was kind of going to give you a little scenario here, Marty. So in the, in the event that they don't run the QB draw, let's say they throw the ball. Are you going for the end zone right there on that play with 14 seconds left? Or are you throwing a quick 15 yard out, 10 yard out? 100% your, I'm doing an out. You might even be able to get two 
10 yard outs. That's like, that's more so what I was kind of curious about, like what your play calling would be in order to get you down the field. Because where they were on the field, it's not necessarily the right Hail Mary difference. No, distance, I, so. I get what they're trying to do, but like you got like, look at the talent that you have. You have CeeDee Lamb, you have Amari Cooper, like you can even like their tight ends, like you got Schultz, like, like you have talent, use it. Instead, like they try to get cute with it. And I know that Dak is trying to blame the ref or what. It's not the ref's fault. Like you just, you had to execute the play perfectly. And then Dak ran too far anyways. So even if yeah. the ref was there, I don't think they would have got bare. Like they barely would have got it off. So I don't know why you take that risk when you, well, can that's just what I mean. So you, you basically have one, like if you're going to go the route that the Cowboys tried to go, you basically have one play after the draw if everything goes according to plan. Like I said, Dak didn't need to pick up an extra five yards. So even if we're still looking at a 35 to 40 yard play just to get into the end zone. And basically you're you you now know that the defense is going prevent defense, you know. Look at what happened in the in the Minneapolis miracle or whatever. You know, broken coverage. They're not going for the Hail Mary. I mean, they throw it deep to Stefan Diggs. And a missed tackle ends up costing the game. What, like, I mean, I like my chances doing something like that rather than, you know, basically just eating up time and eating up yards the way that uh, the Cowboys did there. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, there's, there's no point in making that risk. Like I, I just, you know what, that's just the Cowboys. That's just defines who they, who they've been the last 20 years or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. that's just the most Cowboys way to lose a game. And to be completely honest, I love it because I I hate the Cowboys almost as much as the Patriots. So, yeah. Vinny, uh, you picked the Cowboys to win. Actually, um, <laughs> did you did you watch the game at all? What are your thoughts? You're you're silent over there. I was watching the score. I didn't watch the game. I saw the last play. Dak fucked it. Yeah, you agree. Hey, you. Yeah. What, what what would you have done if you were like? Like I said, I know we're not experts. We're not NFL coaches, but like, what would you have done if you're calling a play? Um, I would have done what my high, high school coach did. He was third and 22 in a playoff game, and he called a 21 dive fullback up the middle. I, I was grateful, but very confused. Did it work? No, I got five yards, but that's the guarantee. That's the Vinny guarantee. Vinny guarantee is five yards no matter what. That's yeah. a good average, if you ask me. I don't know. I think you did your job just fine, personally. I'm just not going to do my job, baby. You know who didn't do their job? McCarthy and Dak Prescott. So I was going to say, it's not just Dak uh, McCarthy. I think it's more on McCarthy. Yeah. I mean, really. But, uh, yeah, kind of interesting. And then, of course, there's the press conference where Dak made the comment of credit to the fans for throwing, uh, like, throwing whatever at the at the refs there i don't know did you guys see that uh, yeah i seen quote? it he actually apologized for that uh, oh he did that he made yeah he did the day after or something or i mean uh, it's obviously I that. it's yeah it's obviously all heat of the moment type shit but i mean like you said there's no one to blame other than the play yeah. caller and the actual play itself so yeah i just i don't see how you can blame the refs in that situation but uh 
you know what? 49ers, they got the job done. I know I had the 49ers as well. Like I said, uh, with my hot take last week, I do think the 49ers are the second best team in the NFC, actually. So um, it was a good game. It was a wild ending and uh, 49ers move on. So, and that's how we got to Pizer six for six perfect bracket. So um, I guess also I should quickly recap. I went five for six. The only game I got wrong was the Raiders Bengals game. I'm just glad that the Raiders didn't get blown out. I feel less bad about it. And then Vinny went four for six, I believe, because he had the cards and the Cowboys winning. So everybody had a pretty good weekend. Um, Pease, though, you were on fire. So congrats once again to you. Good job. Gracias, amigo. But uh, I think we got to move on to round two uh, picks here. So um, should we just start with the hottest man in uh, – betting NFL football right now and go to UPs and uh, where do you want to start with round two games? I mean, I thought you were going to uh, come out and say the hottest man in the world, but I mean, yeah, the hottest man in, I guess the NFL brackets. Well, you already gave Um, yourself credit for being a hot guy earlier this pod. I don't want to pump your tires up too much. Yeah, true. True. Uh, We'll flip a coin heads. We go AFC tails. We go NFC. Uh, It's a heads. So we are going to go AFC here. Did you have um, a coin on you, actually? No, but that was about how long a coin flip would take, no? Uh, you, I was going to say you threw it up pretty high, honestly. So, oh, I mean, well, like I, I said, I'm a, I'm a good actor, I guess. You seem like a guy um, who carries a lucky coin around, though, Pees. You can leave your bigger. <laughs> is it weird? Is it like, oh, well, up to the coin. He's okay, just, okay. That's how he okay. makes his bets. Okay, yeah, before, bets for sure. Before we go into any more football talk, we are going to talk about the lucky loony that stays in my wallet because you guys have now used and abused the fact that uh, I have a coin on me at all times. Yes, yes, I do actually. Uh, it is a veteran's loony that stays in my wallet. It looks cool. I got it at the bar as a tip, and uh, yeah, it stays in my wallet. So. I don't know. Six for six. Get the lucky loony. You tell me. But yes, I always have a coin on me. So don't don't hate or discriminate. So shout, um, out, shout out coins. Shout out the lucky loony. Lucky loonies, boys. Anyways, um, AFC. Yeah, yeah, we'll start with the AFC here. Um, I think we're going to start with the one versus four game. I mean, Tennessee being the uh, home team there, having Cincinnati come on the road. Tennessee has got the bye. Is there any news or report on Derrick Henry? I'm struggling to find anything to see if he's going to play, if he's not going to play, if they haven't reported anything. Do you guys got anything for me? He was uh, okay during contact practice, light padded practice, I believe. Okay. He's okay. Because, yeah, that's, that is a uh, huge storyline to follow there. And I think that is uh, – probably the main storyline. I do think that these two teams match up really well. Um, like I, th- I think Ryan Tannehill is going to kind of ball out a bit, but I mean, look at what Joe Burrow just did. The guy just finds ways to win. It, I mean, if the weapons are all healthy for Cincinnati, that is definitely a team who can beat the Tennessee Titans. I think there is some teams out there who can beat the Tennessee Titans, but if, if King Henry plays that game, uh, that game drastically shifts in favor of, uh, Tennessee because Derrick Henry is a tough man to stop. And I mean, if he is even 85% healthy, 
85% King Henry is a lot better than 100% Deonta Foreman, and you can't tell me any different. So, I mean, I'm going to stick with my bracket because that's just the way I am. I'm too proud. So I am going to take Tennessee at home in this game. Um, but it is going to be a close game. But uh, I think it does rain on the fact that if uh, Derrick Henry does play, I do, I do think that's a big uh, key contributor there. Yeah, you know what, Pease? Um, I'll give it to you for sticking to your bracket. I mean, you're already this far. You might as well, you might as well keep rolling with it. It makes sense. Um, so this is the one game that I was, I guess, wrong about because I had the Raiders playing the Titans instead. And if you recall last week on the pod, I did say I could see the Raiders beating the Bengals, but can't see them beating the Titans. However, if the Bengals win, I could see the Bengals beating the Titans. And the reason why I said that was is because I just, it's not that I didn't think the Bengals were a good team. I just rookie quarterbacks. I just don't know what I'm going to see out of them. And the last five weeks or so, I think I've seen enough from Joe Burrow. Like I already knew he was good and the guy doesn't lose big games. I was, um, this was a few weeks ago, but Really, every single big game that he's ever played in, he's won. And he's been awesome. Whether it's college, whether it's been NFL to win the division, to get into playoffs, to winning a playoff game. They have found, he's found a way to win every single time. So I'm going to be changing up my bracket a little bit. I'm actually going to go with the Bengals. And it's for one reason, one reason only. I think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback compared to Ryan Tannehill. I don't think the Titans defense has been great this year. And with the weapons on that Bengals offense, I could really see them putting on a show. I think the Titans will keep it close because at the end of the day, the Titans have found ways to win. Um, But I'm a little worried that Derrick Henry isn't going to play. And I do agree, Pease, that that will be a big factor but i think even if henry does play i'm rolling the Bengals this weekend i uh i'm gonna go away from my bracket um maybe that's gonna curse myself i don't know but uh i like the Bengals in this one so Vinny, what do you think i think you guys are forgetting about somebody somebody on the titans and that's coach Vrabel, and that's why i'm sticking with my bracket i'm picking the titans bro whether henry plays or not Obviously, I want Henry to play because he's dope to watch. Big Henry guy, king. Love the king. And if he comes back, like Peaser said, I think it's hands down Titans. But also, trust in Coach Rabes, man. Like you guys said, Coach of the Year. Yeah, I know. I just, well, I, I don't know what it is. But uh, I mean, I, these are both the coaches here are Coach of the Year candidates. I mean, what, what Zach uh, Taylor has done with, uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, he's definitely like, I mean, he belongs there too. So. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, I think all the games are going to be awesome to be Mm -hmm. completely honest. So I think maybe we move on to the next game here. Um, We'll stick with the AFC chiefs taking on the bills. This is uh, like, I want to say this might be the, probably the biggest game, but all the games are big. So, I mean, this is probably the one I have circled just because it's a rematch of uh of last year's AFC championship. And uh, yeah, I just think this is going to be an awesome game. 
Peaser, maybe we start with you again. What are you kind of thinking for this game? I know you had the Bills uh, in your bracket uh, going pretty far, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were only representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. And uh, like I said, the only game that I was worried about when it came to the Buffalo Bills was the game against the Patriots. I don't know why I looked at that game and said, this is the game that worries me. But I had kind of envisioned that this was going to happen, that it was going to be Kansas City versus Buffalo. And I mean, if both the teams play as if they... As, as sorry, as if they did last week. I mean, look out. This is this is going to be a great game to watch. It's going to be back and forth both ways. I don't think this is going to be a blowout either side. But I mean, how can you deny what Buffalo did to the Patriots? I mean, sure, Kansas City absolutely took apart the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. But I mean, for Pittsburgh, it's different because when they're on the field, how long? I mean plays like that are going to happen, you know? <clears throat> so I do think. <coughs> okay. They're all peace. Somebody's going to have to send to go to Peaser's house. Cause I think he's uh, dying on the pod as we speak. Yeah, dying. Uh, but no, I, uh, like I said, I do think this, is, this is the game of the weekend that everyone should tune into. This is going to be, I, I, I will go off the record and say whatever team wins between this game is going to be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, I just think both these teams are so dominant. It sucks that we have to see them in the second round rather than um, rather than the chance to see them in the AFC Championship. But like I said, I got to stick with my bracket. I am going the Buffalo Bills on the road going into Arrowhead. I loud stadium. Josh Allen just goes in there and silences the haters. And that's what I was going to highlight first thing. You really think the Bills can go into Arrowhead? Probably arguably one of the loudest stadiums to go play in and get the dub. You, you really think that that's a realistic thing that could happen? If you don't look at the Buffalo Bills team right now and you're not scared, I mean, you should be because, uh, like I said, Josh Allen, he's got to get there eventually. He's played well all year long. He's found ways to win, a minus the Jaguars loss. He just finds ways to get shit done, whether it's with his feet, with his arm, you name it. He's done it. So, yeah, I am I am confident enough to put my balls on the line and say that Josh Allen is going to have a day against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you. Although the Bills are a great team, I am not going to deny that. The Chiefs and Pat Mahomes are the new Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I just – I don't see a world – where Buffalo can go into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs, who are probably one of the hottest teams in football right now. They've been like 10, they've won 10 of their last 11 games, including the game against the Steelers there. I just, I just think the Chiefs are too good of a team. I do think that Buffalo is kind of built to try to beat the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, I just think Pat Mahomes is the difference. And if I had to put my money on one player, it's Pat Mahomes. Um, so that's pretty simple for me. Uh, Peaser, we might have to make a bet of some sort. I, I, I was just, just thinking as you were talking I, I, throughout the thing, I just, that was the first thing that popped into my head is how can we manage to find a way to make a bet out of this game? 
because we're we're completely on the other sides here. Like I said, we're I'm yeah. I'm walking into your house, kicking the door down, you know, type thing. That's the Buffalo Bills mentality. You know what, uh, man, we got to put like a steak dinner on the line or something. I think like I I I am very confident in the Chiefs. I I am. I I genuinely am. So and yeah. Well, we'll you're very confident in the bills. Yeah, so. like we'll figure out something by the end of the episode here, and we'll uh, have the listeners tune in on uh, what exactly the bet's going to be. Because yeah, we need to have something if we're going to be this much in disagreement on who's well about what I said about who's representing the AFC. I mean, I know it's looking forward, but do you think the Chiefs represent if they win this game? Well, I did pick the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl in my bracket, and I'll tell you this much: I'm not moving away from that. So. Okay. I, I just don't have as much faith in Josh Allen. I know he had an awesome game against the Patriots defense. I know the Pats are a good team, but they were already kind of spiraling a little bit. I, I don't think the Pats are the Chiefs. And Mac Jones is not Patrick Mahomes. But we still got Vinny on the line here. And I want Vinny to have an opportunity to speak. Bro. Vinny, what do you think? Bro, you're forgetting. Playoff bills hit different. And I'm so confident in Josh Allen right now, dude. He's my fullback of the week. I'm just going to watch him. No, why would you do this? The Kansas City Chief defense. He's just going to have his way, dude. There's only one Tyron Matthew and Josh Allen. He's just going to go off. Man, that is so... Are you doing this to me? That is an absolute blessing from producer Vinny there because, you know, I was a little skeptical. I'm not going to lie, Marty. When you had your little spiel there... I kind of, you know, I, I I dug my feet in, but I was willing to come back a bit. And then Vinny drops the freaking fullback of the week. Bills by a milli. Bills oh by a milli. Bills by a I would I'd jump through a table right now. Take it to the bank, bro. Cash. Man, how awesome would it be? Like, just total random thought. How awesome would it be to be in Buffalo just to break some tables? Oh, Those tailgates. It's definitely on my butt. Yeah, that's definitely on my bucket list. Man, uh, you know what? It's going to be a good game either way. I just I just think that uh, this is what I'm going to say right now. Pat Mahomes is basically Tom Brady, and Josh Allen can be more like uh, Peyton. He's not the same type of player, but I think he's going to have the same success as like a Peyton Manning had throughout his career. So guess what? I mean, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs are going to beat the Bills. I'm not. I'm very confident. I hope I don't look like an asshole come next week, but uh, I guess we'll find out. But uh, we got to move on. I think I I would love to keep talking about this game, and uh, I'm looking forward to my steak dinner, uh, you know, starting next week. Bills by a milli, baby. Bills by a milli, hashtag. You got the Bills hat on, too. What the hell, man? Dude, Dude, that's what I mean. You cannot cannot mess around with this. Full back of the week. You, you you still have an opportunity. We haven't moved on to the next game yet. You have an opportunity to flip the script right now. Last, Be on the right okay, side. Last of comment. This is the last comment I'm going to make. You know, like the Suns in four guy, I'm saying Chiefs in one because that's how confident I am in the Chiefs. All so. right. we, got our, we got ourselves a barn burner. Okay, let's move to the NFC here. Um, let's start with the Rams and the Bucks. I think. I think it's going to be... Pretty interesting game. Peaser, like I said, you're the guy who's hot right now. What do you think for this one? See, 
the way that the weekends kind of worked. I mean, we look at the Bucks Eagles game, the steel, like there was some, there were some stinkers. There's always going to be some stinkers. You can pick back any week of the year or there was a couple stinkers. This is your stinker. The Bucks are at home. The Rams are coming in. The Bucs don't have the weapons they did at the start of the season. I think they're running Keyshawn Vaughn out of the backfield. That's not a playoff running back, if you ask me. You got Gio Bernard catching short passes. That's not a playoff running back. Cam Akers for the L.A. Rams, baby, coming off an Achilles tear, coming back. And I think he rushed for like 65 yards in that game against Arizona. I'm taking the Rams, and it's not going to be close. I do think it's going to be a double-digit thing. I know Tom Brady doesn't lose a lot in the playoffs, but I'm telling you right now, this is this game, I'm confident in the Rams and their ability to get this job done on the road. Bruce Arians is going to try and air it out, and Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over the field. I just think that defense is primed for a run here, and I do think the Rams – uh, beat the Bucks here this week. And this is the stinker of the week. Interesting, because once again, Pease, we're disagreeing. I am not going against Tom Brady. I, I won't go against him. Not, not against Matt Stafford. I understand the Rams had an awesome game. The defense looked awesome. Um, that being said, I thought the Bucks defense looked pretty good too. I understand it was the Eagles and the Eagles put some points up. That was garbage time. Like they were never coming back in that game. And I want to point out, I done, I did my research. I've done, did my research. So week three, the Rams played Tampa Bay and the Rams won 34 to 24. What I will say is very rarely in football. Do you see a team play twice in a season and they win both games. You just okay. You I I you don't see it that often unless it's like, you know, like uh, oh god, who's a bad team that I can't think like a Lions where you're playing the Lions twice or like uh, but even even then like the Lions beat Green Bay. I understand it was at the end of Week 18, um, so whatever. Maybe not the best example, but very rarely do you see a team lose twice to the same team. It, it just doesn't happen. And I just can't go against Tom Brady. It's the same thing with Pat Mahomes. Like who would I rather have on my team, Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford? I get it. Matthew Stafford finally got his first playoff win. I just, I just don't think it's quite the Rams time yet. I could see them doing a little bit more damage next year and year two with Stafford. I don't think it's right now. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks because, again, I like Tom Brady. I know not all the weapons are there. But at the end of the day, I think the defense is going to get the job done for the Bucks. I think they're going to hold off Matt Stafford. I don't think we're going to see the same Matt Stafford we saw last week. I think we're going to see more of the shaky Matt Stafford that we saw near the end of the regular season. So I'm going with the Bucks. Vinny, you're going to be the tiebreaker again, buddy. Okay, sidebar from my from my actual pick. I'm just curious, genuinely. What are your guys' thoughts on Odell? You think he's back? I like what I saw. He, I think he's I an think awesome he I think he's an awesome number two behind Cooper Cup. And it's taking a lot of taking a lot of uh focus off of Cooper Cup because teams were starting to double team and then Odell comes out of nowhere. 
I mean, that's a good one two punch if you ask me. I mean, he's Six not touchdowns he's, in nine games. Like, yeah, like he's definitely not the player he was when he was with the Giants. Let's let's get that out of the way. We are past prime Odell, but I mean, he's figuring out ways to get it done, and he looks pretty damn good. I think Odell needed to be on a team like the Rams, where he is just the definitive number two guy. And he's, I think you, we can agree on this. I think it's perfect spot for him. Like mm-hmm. he's looked really good. I think he's back, not well to the same degree with the Giants, but I think he's a like he's a legitimate number two option. It's no different than when Tampa Bay has Godwin and Mike Evans. It's mm-hmm. the same idea. I know those guys aren't playing. It's a oh, good one-two punch, but it's a perfect one-two punch, and yeah. both guys can step up in a game. So. I think it's perfect for that Rams team, especially with think, Robert Woods hurt too. Like and, I think he fits in perfect. Yeah, and I and I do want to mention that that I do think that was his issue when he was playing for Cleveland. Yeah, Baker was ass this year, but a lot of emphasis was on Odell being the number one guy. So if you're the number one guy, you need that production. You need the stats behind you to to fill that role. Whereas, you know, if if Odell doesn't get the ball more than what he wants, Cooper cup has probably got 18 catches for 487 yards or whatever, you know, that's still a winning formula. Yeah. No, I totally <laughs> where it's, agree. Where, yeah. Like it doesn't all fall on to Odell for that team. And I think he's really relishing in that role of just kind of being a, a Robin to the Batman of uh, Cooper cup. No, I totally agree. I think OBJ is back, but not to, like you said, not to the extent of being the superstar he was on the Giants, but I think he's back. He's got a little bit more confidence. He's got his swag back a little bit. I think he's looking good. Fuck, guys. At least we can agree on one thing, because so far this episode's just been Peaser and I yelling at each other, it feels like. So Mom, I still Dad, love I still love you, Peas. Yeah, I love you too. Many, we're just, we're, it's, we're not fighting. We're just discussing. Mm-hmm. We're having a grown-up conversation. Yeah. Well, I'm a. I'm gonna discuss about how I'm. I'm also with Marty on this one, and I'm taking uh, the Bucks, dude. You don't go against the goat. You don't go against Tim Brody. Tim Brody's the goat, and he's gonna find a way, dude. Like, he's been finding ways without weapons, and you know, still got Mike Evans at the end of the day. Okay. That's okay. okay. That's all you need. That's all you need to say about the Bucks and Tim Brody. Because I'm about to come back with a stat here. Okay, hit me with the numbers. All right, I don't exactly have numbers, but how many times nice. did the New Orleans? How many times did the New Orleans Saints win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year? Twice. Yeah. But and how many how? times have New did New Orleans beat them in playoffs? Uh, yeah. it doesn't matter. Last year, it doesn't no, matter. matter. Hear well, me up. We're talking about playoffs, bro. Yeah, you're talking I know. About, you're talking about we're talking about years? we're talking about I playoff know. bills. We got to talk about playoff oh. bucks. Okay, no, boys, bucks, hear me bro. out. Okay, okay, okay. We'll let you speak. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. How do you, does one stop Tom Brady? Does anyone know how to? Does anyone know how? Stop him by two by getting to him in the pocket. He's getting to him in the pocket. Right. And the so, second would be running the ball so he doesn't have the ball, basically. Exactly. But he exactly. also well, doesn't okay. need much time. Okay, but I'm. this is what I'm saying. When you look at the New Orleans Saints and how they won their games, that 9-6 game is a perfect example. I'm pretty sure they sacked him like – I'm no, I'm pretty sure they sacked him like six or seven times that game. And I think that Aaron Donald is going to feast – 
I just think I just think that the way that that defense is set up, you have a lot of players that can get to the quarterback, and to get to the quarterback is a big thing. I don't know if that uh, Andrew Wirf or whatever is playing or not. He got hurt last game. I mean, if that O line's banged up, I'm telling you, games one in the trenches and the trench battle goes to the LA Rams. Okay, but I also want to argue this. Tom Brady is not a short king, so I'm a little more confident in his ability to get the ball thrown before Kyler did. So, And I love short kings. You know that. I'm a short king uh, myself. And uh, But yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I just, I don't know. Tom Brady, he always finds a way. He's the GOAT. I just, I can't bet against the guy who continues to find ways to win games in the playoffs. So, I mean, I think it's going to be closer than you think it is either way, but I guess that's, that's what the weekend's for. We'll get, that's what the weekend's for. And we get to, yeah, we get to watch and see. I'm just saying you can't count out Tim Brody, dude. I can't count him out. He'll find a way, man. All I'm going to say is Odell Beckham is not going to have more passing yards than Tom Brady at any point of the football game. Just saying. Unless it's the first play of the game Ooh, and the Rams touch about, the ball I, I, first. Man, I wanted, I wanted to take you up on a little bet, just a little side I'm bet. Not, like a little, I'm not that stupid. A little thousand to one or something. That'd be awesome. First I'm passing touchdown. Yeah, first passing <laughs> touchdown goes to Odell or something. But he hasn't even touched the, the ball. I'd probably move to a different <laughs> city and I'd just change my phone number. So, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I don't want to be that risky. <laughs> I've already seen enough crazy shit this year. So <laughs> you, that just seems like something that I would just like blow up in my face. Okay. We got one last game to talk about in the NFC though. So I think it's time boys that we roll into the final game of round two, the 49ers, 49ers and the Green Bay and the Packers. Green Bay. Yeah. This is going to be a good game. I, uh, I know I, I made my hot take last week saying that, the 49ers are the second best team in the NFC. I don't know if I believe that as much now. And the reason being is because of all the injuries the 49ers have on defense. They uh, they lost a couple of people last game. And I don't know if they're going to be playing against the Packers. And I think it's going to be tough. Jimmy G's hurt too, apparently. I saw a report that his shoulder and his thumb are... Uh, not ideal at the moment. So I'm a little worried for the 49ers. I do think they're a good team, but I mean, you got an injured quarterback. They're probably not, they're going to still go with Jimmy G, but they're not going to go with Trey Lance in that situation. Because I mean, let's be honest, that's a tough situation to put a rookie QB. Who's only played a couple of games in. Um, And then you got Aaron Rodgers on the other side who. He's kind of good. He's pretty good. Probably, probably going to be the NFL MVP this year. Um, I know in my bracket, I went with the Packers just because I do think Aaron Rodgers is a man on a mission this year. And I do think that the whole last dance thing is a legitimate motivator for him and that team. This is what I will say about this game before I pass it off to you, Pease. If the Packers lose this game. If Aaron Rodgers loses this game out of all the quarterbacks, all the teams, all the players that are in the round two, if the Packers lose, Aaron Rodgers will take the most heat out of any other team. If they lose, because he's the one who's kind of caused problems 
in terms of the drama in the off season of with him and the management. Then there was the whole COVID whatever situation that he had. And then there's the whole, he doesn't like Jordan love thing. So if the Packers lose and Aaron Rodgers loses, I think there's a lot on the line for him. There's a lot to lose where I don't see that as much with any of the other teams, but I don't know. What do you think Pease? Um, Well, it's uh, one thing I want to point out about uh, what you had said in the Bucks and the Rams game, that it's hard to beat the same team twice. Mm-hmm. So if we do remember 49ers and Green Bay did play earlier on in the year, Green Bay won. So Marty, I think that stat is uh, kind of unvalid because I do think that Green Bay beats San Francisco again this week, and that would be their second time winning this year against them. Uh, yeah, but you brought up a lot of key points. Nobody really knows what's happening with the 49ers. I don't even know if, you know, Kyle Shanahan really knows what's going on with them. The only thing I do know is the Packers got to stop the run. If they could stop the run, whether it's Debo, Jermichael Hasty, Elijah Mitchell, like whoever's running the ball, if they can stop that, they're going to win this game hands down. I do think the 49ers are matched really well against the Packers. And I do think this is going to still be a good game. I am going to go with the Packers simply because one, at the end of the day, I do just tend to pick the best quarterback in the game. And that's Aaron Rodgers. And I know I was saying my two O stat, you don't see it very often. That being said, I do think the 49ers can give them a run for their money. I wouldn't be totally shocked if an upset happened though i know there's a lot of injuries on the 49ers i just i don't know it's one of those hunch feelings that i have and green bay has a history of losing to san francisco in the playoffs so maybe they're due for one i don't know because we're talking about two and oh oh and oh and two i mean the 49ers have beaten the packers in playoffs Uh, well aaron Rodgers specifically all three times he's played the 49ers so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think Aaron Rodgers has to come out and take control of this game and make well, a statement. And I mean, the big thing too, let's not forget Green Bay's starters have been off the field for what, three weeks now? A lot of them came out at yeah. halftime during the Detroit Lions game. That's a long time without uh, actual football going on. So rhythm and flow might be shaky off the start. Who knows? Maybe San Fran jumps out to a 14 or a 17, nothing lead. All of a sudden green Bay's on their toes and Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play catch up for the majority of the game. I don't foresee that happening. I think uh, green Bay is a talented team. Um, but yeah, I truly think it's the game of the trenches the San Francisco 49ers rushing attack versus the Green Bay Packers rush defense. Whoever wins that battle, I think is going to win the game. I think for Green Bay Packers outlook, you have to make Jimmy G or Trey Lance throw the ball. Whoever does get the start there because yeah, that's, that's their weakness on that team. And if they can exploit that, then I I like the Green Bay Packers chance of winning this one. Yeah. And just to go back on one thing, Pease, when you said uh, my winning two games argument is a little invalid, I should rephrase to winning two games against Tom Brady is not very easy to do. So 
that's all I'm going to say. It's a lot easier to beat Jimmy G twice than it is Tom Brady twice. So just wanted to throw that out there so I don't feel totally stupid. <laughs> Vinny, uh, what do you got for this game? Well, I'm with you boys. I'm taking the Packers, man. Honestly, I just I like the Packers weapons over the San Fran weapons. Yeah, Debo is something special. Ayuk's uh, kind of coming back, and uh, you got too many weapons in Green Bay, and I, I think I think the Packers will have one more good game, but I don't know how many more after that. Oh, a little foreshadowing there. Little foreshadowing. I mean, I know you did send the Bucks uh, to the Super Bowl, so maybe maybe that's what Vinny sees. But uh, I think that kind of is a good uh, wrap up of our round two prediction. So. Uh, well, he's got a little bit heated there, but you know what? It's all in good fun. Um, there's going to be a lot of really good games this weekend. Yeah, so I'm excited. I think you can weekend. watch any of them, and I think you'll catch a good game. But that Chiefs-Bills game is for sure the one I got marked uh, down to watch. So, But I'll probably watch all the games because I'm a degenerate. So, And that's just what I do. But, uh, okay. Uh, good little uh, preview there. I think it's time, boys, to introduce... Our new segment. So for those of you who follow us on Instagram, um, we're trying something a little bit different. Uh, we wanted to hear from you and have an opportunity to interact with you. And we asked you guys to send us some questions, whether it was about picks, topics, whatever you wanted to hear from us. Thank you to those of you who reached out to us or sent us some questions. Um, Peaser, I'm going to let you pick a, a comment here. Um, I think just maybe say what the uh, question was. We probably don't need to go out to read names or anything, but we'll answer the question. Well, I know that he'll be okay with this one, so I'm going to I'm gonna shout him out here. We got Zach Shoot coming on. He said, any game this weekend with two-plus touchdown scorers? If so, who are you taking? Um, I do like this question because – I do think there's a lot of points that are going to be scored this weekend. But uh, if I had to pick a game, I mean, I do think Green Bay is going to go off. I have a couple in mind who I, I, I would sprinkle in a little bit of Devontae Adams. I think that's always a good bet for him having multiple touchdowns. But I'm going to go a little bit different here, and I'm going to take Mr. A.J. Dillon out of the backfield. I do think he's going to get two rushing touchdowns. One might be a one-yarder. The other might be an eight-yarder. But I do think they look to him in the red zone a lot more than Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones this year has mainly been there, you know, between the 20s type thing, type uh, running back there. So if I was to take a two-touchdown two scorer, I'm going to put my money on A.J. Dillon. I mean... The guy is quadzilla for a reason. He's a tough man to tackle, and especially in a cold Green Bay game, I don't be surprised if he gets the ball 20 times. Yeah, I really like that piece. I agree. Like, There's going to be a lot of running in that game. A.J. Dillon's the goal line back, and I think that's a pretty safe uh, safe pick there too. So yeah, you don't think I mean, Aaron Jones is going to get any touches around the goal line? or Because he uh, tends to get a lot of the passing yeah, plays. And I mean, so, you got Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. So. Right. Like you do have him coming out of the backfield more so as a passing down back, at least as of late. But I just, I just, I'm a true believer in the way that football is supposed to be played. And that's hard nosed. And especially in the playoffs, I mean, you get a guy like AJ Dillon running at you. It's a, that's a tough man to stop. But I mean, that being said, you could take any weapon in that Buffalo and Kansas city game and probably be good. 
I mean, whether that's Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, hell, I'd even go as far as Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley in Buffalo. Like there's a lot of options that we could go for two plus touchdowns. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm going to, I'm going to take safe and easy money and I'm going to take AJ Dillon with the Packers. Would you, would you guys have one that's in your mind or anything? I do have one question because, and I, I want to go back to you, Pease. I, I don't know what you're going to think because you kind of said your opinion on the Bucks. Do you think Gronk could potentially go off for two? I mean, it's definitely potential. Like, like I said, I like you like, weapons. Yeah, like Brady, red zone like guy. Yeah, he's a huge red zone guy. I mean, I don't know if you guys seen his touchdown against the Eagles there, but absolutely nobody was on him. In I was going to say he was zone. wide open. I, I would, I, you know what, if you wanted to go with somebody who maybe doesn't have as good of odds, I might, I might lean towards Gronk. I don't know what the odds are on that, but yeah, I, it would be interesting to see, but I, I mean, I, I he's think definitely be a good pick. He's definitely the target in the red zone. And I, and I do know that, uh, the red zone targets, that's where the touchdowns are scored. You don't see too many 60, 70, 50 yard touchdowns anymore. You know, it's usually within the twenties type thing in the red zone. So yeah, you are looking for your big mismatches and whatnot. And I do think Gronk usually has a mismatch everywhere in the red zone. So yeah, it's not surprising. Yeah. I, uh, I could see, um, I could see Gronk doing some damage. What about you, Vinny? What do you see? It kind of contradicts my uh, playoff pick because I have the Titans and I still believe in the Titans. Um, but I think I could see Jamar Chase going off. Like, obviously, I'd say if Henry's for sure playing Henry, but because there's that uncertainty, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase possibly getting two for sure. I do like that pick. That's a, Yeah, I was the other one I was thinking mm-hmm. too, that's actually. A, that's a great pick. So, And that Titans uh, pass defense – little wishy-washy this year. Yeah, super, so. super. We'll just give them the benefit of the doubt of average, but... They do their best. I don't know. And Jamar Chase is a beast, so that could for sure happen. And he, he scores in bunches. He doesn't get one touchdown in a game. He usually gets multiple, it seems. He has a, a tendency to do that, at mm-hmm. least. So I think that's a good pick, too, there, Vinny. Thanks, boy. Um, Good question. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks uh, shoot. Um, we might have to throw that on the Instagram too, just to make sure if he doesn't listen to the pod. Well, at least we can get some answers out to him before the weekend games there. So, I mean, he, I know he'll listen to the pod, but maybe you know might not get there quick enough to him. So, we'll be sure to probably post some of these on Instagram too. But okay, uh, the next one I want to chat about because I think it's a it's a really interesting one. Uh, what's happening in Alberta? Uh, and if you don't know what they're talking about, is it going to be the Flames or the Oilers? I mean, we got two friends on the pod here that have been mentioned, and they both actually asked questions. So Carson Bell asked this question. Uh, Carson Bell, huge Flames fan. Bell's Flames or Aussie's Oilers? Do they make the playoffs? So I think I'm going to take this one. I'll start talking about the Oilers here because I do follow the Oilers quite a bit. I'm actually going to the Battle of Alberta game on Saturday. We might, maybe, I should say maybe. We don't know for sure yet because 50% capacity. But I'm going to assume. Get that Twitter hashtag going. Marty for 50%, baby. Marty, Let's get Marty to the game. He's going to report live for the pod, live on location for the boys. And uh, when this releases, it'll be that day. So, yeah. So, 
Anyways, what do I think is going on? Uh, well, I can talk about the Oilers because I do follow the Oilers relatively closely. I am a Caps fan at heart, and I always will be. They are number one. But I do follow the Oilers as my Canadian team. So Oilers, I think they have, well, they've been brutal. I know they uh, have been ice cold lately. I, I, I honestly don't know what to think of the team, but I can tell you this much. Uh, their defense and their goaltending is not good. And if they don't get the firepower from McDavid or Dreisaitl, and as well as if the power play isn't working, which seems to be a big problem for them lately too, that's when I you start to see them have problems. And there's clearly some uh, gaping, clear-cut problems with that defense and goaltending. Uh, Stuart Skinner... I think is the future goaltender for that Oilers team. However, I mean, he's still, he's, he's a rookie goalie. I don't think he's quite there yet. Koskinen clearly not going to get the job done either. They need Mike Smith back. I think the Oilers got to go out and trade for a goalie if they want to make playoffs, or you're going to need McDavid and Dracidal to get back to that, whatever insane pace that they were at at the beginning of the season. Cause they've really slowed down now. And uh, as of today, Ovechkin passed them in scoring. So, or they signed Evander Kane. Oh God, that's a whole other. That's topic. a whole another topic. Um, just they to might play. need somebody like that. Yeah. Honestly, like I'm going to play mean... a little devil's advocate for you here, uh, Mr. Martin. Okay. Um, so I actually do think that both the Flames and the Oilers do make the playoffs at the end of the day. Yes, the Oilers are going through one of the roughest patches that I've seen. I watched the game against Ottawa, just a complete collapse. And like I said, I thought Tippett was going to be done after that game. I don't know. They sound pretty confident that he's the he's the right guy. So, I mean, all the power to him. I do think. You know, someone's got to try and light a fire under someone's ass. I I think they figure it out as the season goes on. But I mean, they're kind of playing as if they don't want to be in the playoffs. But I think at the end of the day, both the Flames and the Oilers make it. It's funny that Carson asked this question yesterday because the Flames actually beat the Florida Panthers 5-1 at home. So I don't know. That's a, that's a tough team to beat on any given night. And I don't want to say that the Flames are back yet, but they've got you know, a couple of key matchups coming up here. And I was talking a lot about Oilers. What I will say, and this is for both teams, they both have, I think, only played 35 games. So teams like the Kings or the Sharks or the Ducks, like, I mean, they're all playing good right now, but those California teams, I could see one of them crashing. Uh, none of them are really supposed to be in the position that they're in right now. And if there's anything that I've learned about NHL playoffs is there's always somebody who collapses that's in the playoffs. And I think the Oilers and the Flames, even though they're going through tough stretches right now, they have about five games in hand. Really get the bad games out of the way right now, and you can turn your season around still. So that's I do what think, I mean. Like, I think they're both in... could potentially make it. I think Calgary is in a better spot right now than the Oilers though. Right. I, I agree that the flames are looking better as of right now than the Oilers are. It's hard to say which team I think is better because the flames have played some unreal hockey. I mean, the Oilers have played some unreal hockey. 
then you flip the script. They've also played awful hockey and the Oilers have played awful hockey. So, I mean, if they can find a little bit of consistency where the awful games aren't so awful between both of these teams, I mean, the Oilers, like I said, they're on a horrible stretch right now, but I do think it kind of works out as the, as the year goes on. And like I said, at the end of the day, I have them both making the playoffs. So. I think the last thing I'll say is if I had to pick one team right now, it would be the flames simply because they're just in a better spot than the Oilers in terms of standings. They have the five. I know both teams have five games in hand, but I mean, the flames are at, I think 44 points. I want to say as of right now, the Oilers are at 38 or 36, but the Oilers downfall has been a little bit harder. So right. I if think I had to pick I, one, I'd pick the flames, but I think both teams can still make playoffs two P's. But. Yeah. And I, and I definitely think that there's one key component to this and it's the goaltending for the Calgary flames. That's been helping them out a lot throughout the year. So I do think they have that edge in that category. They might not have the star power that the Oilers have, but they have everyone contributing on that team. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more heavy on the Flames, but like I said, the Oilers are just too damn good of a team to not make the playoffs. So, I mean, I hope I don't eat my words, but I do see them in the playoffs come the end of the year. Yeah, I I would agree. I think they have too much firepower that they, like they can make it, but they if they don't turn it around quick, they could, they could bury themselves pretty hard. So I think the next two weeks are going to be really interesting. And God, I get to... Ho- hope I get to go to that battle of Alberta game because uh, I'll be cheering for the Oilers. So I do like the Oilers more than the flames. I'll say that right now. Um, But either way, I hope to see a good game. So shout out Carson for the question. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Cause that's a pretty, pretty big one in the hockey world, especially in Canada right now. Uh, Vinny, I want you to pick the next topic here. Any questions that stood out to you, whether it's you answering or just, me or peas um i want to pick a question for you here mr martin this uh who's going to win the american express tourney this weekend so i'm happy that we got a golf question because i have been deep into the golf so boys i know you remember i said i was getting into fantasy golf uh i won my first uh first matchup last week so shout out myself because i uh first time ever doing fantasy golf and i had a pretty good week so yeah i'm not sure how many people that are listeners that are big into golfing or betting or betting on golf but uh i do have a couple of names that stand out to me um So I guess just for starters, if I were to pick three people who I think could potentially win. So I'll point out as well, there's a lot of big names playing in this tournament this week, um, simply because this is one of the first tournaments of the year, like golf season's just picking up again. Um, So one of them, he's more, if I were to bet on a player, it's just simply for odds odds anyways, it would probably be Matthew Wolf. So Matthew Wolf, he didn't have the, best season last year but he finished the year pretty hot in 2021 for golf i like the odds that he has as well and he's been playing some pretty good golf lately so i think if you're gonna bet someone just based off odds i think matthew wolf is a really solid pick um two other guys that i have uh kind of highlighted here so i mean you got to pick the i think he's still the number one golfer in the world uh uh, John Rahm. Um, I mean, 
he has been unreal. He's probably the top golfer right now in the world. Uh, I don't think there's anybody really who's been playing much better than him. The only other person who I think is maybe playing better than Rom is Patrick Cantley of um, he's out. He's from the States as well. Just like Matthew Wolf. I think he's a really solid pick. Uh, he won the FedEx cup last year. So he's another one that I kind of have highlighted. And I think uh, Patrick Cantley's in for a really big season in the golf season. Uh, unfortunately for my fantasy golf, I don't have Rom or Cantley. So um, I do have Matthew Wolf though for, uh, for fantasy. So I really like Patrick Cantley though for this tournament. So, but if, again, if you want to go with, uh, maybe some odds, Matthew Wolf is a good pick. I think I'd say honorable mention Phil Mickelson, baby. You got to go with lefty. I mean, he hits bombs <clears throat> and bombs well, probably. Well, I definitely want to chime in here. I've got, uh, what you call the international special. So I've got three golfers in mind who are going to finish in the top five. Maybe not all of them combined, but maybe one of the three will finish in the top five. So I'm going to start off with Patrick Reed of the United States of America. Shout out to my my boy, Patrick Reed. I know he's kind of hated amongst uh, other golfers, but I don't know. I think he has a good week, starts his year off right. And then I'm going to go with the Canadian kid, Corey Connors. Uh, Like I said, Season's just starting up. Anything can happen. And then I'm going to go to, uh, sorry, it's Siwoo Kim, I believe it is. Yep. Siwoo Kim. from. He played good last weekend. Yeah, actually. like so that's what I mean. He's, uh, I mean, he, he kind of balled out at the Sony Open in Hawaii a bit, and I want to see if he can keep on keeping on here. So I'm taking Siwoo Kim as my... Uh, underdog and South Korean to finish in the top five. I don't know who wins. I think picking a winner of a golf tournament is it's never easy. It's a no God. No, man. Like that's what I mean. So I think if you can bet in who finishes in the top five or top three or whatever, I think you have better odds, more likely chance of hitting it. But uh, I mean, I would love to see Corey Connors kind of start a season off right with a, uh, with an American Express Championship yeah. belt wrapped around his waist. So, yeah, Co- Corey Connors has been playing good golf. One other person that I would maybe highlight as well, uh, Sung JM. He didn't play very good last weekend, but he's also been playing good golf. He's somebody I could see bounce back in from last weekend uh, and making that top five as well, too. So, Rob Cantley, M, Wolf, and Corey Connors, I think would be like probably my top five, but. Ooh. That would be t- who I'm looking at. So you could toss Will Zalatoris in the conversation. Man, I love the memes about him being the the caddy from Happy Gilmore. And that's why you got to mention the man. That that makes so that's much good, sense. That that's good vibes. Who you highlight or who you know? You're just about the memes, hey. But uh, thanks for the question, though. I'm I'm glad we got to talk some golf. Uh, I'll probably be bringing it up more on the pod just because I'm. I'm addicted as of last week after fantasy. Well, there is a there is a part two to this question. It was in two different responses. So um same same guy, Brandon. Uh favorite golfer of all time. Uh I know I have mine. Mine's pretty self-explanatory. I got a couple hoodies of the guy. Uh mine's this the dart smoking uh beer drinking John Daly find me on the course i would i would pay an infinite amount of money to 
play 18 with John. So that's got to be my take. But boys, I got something here for you. Actually, it's um, I have uh, I don't know if you can see it. I got a Tiger Woods bobblehead, though. So, I mean, I know that's a lame answer. Tiger Woods. um, But he's the he's the one, I think, who has this generation, like our generation that really into golf. Like he's made the sport what it is today. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm going to come up with a different answer instead of Tiger Woods, just because that's that's too easy. Um, I like John Daly growing up, but I'm going to go with a current golfer right now who's my favorite. Colin Morikawa. He is Mm. currently my favorite golfer right now. And um, reason why is one, I mean, as an avid golfer myself, I would love to play like him. He's just all around, really love his game, really love his demeanor. Um, He gives me the Tiger vibes as well. Maybe not as uh, as good. Well, obviously not as good but he's a young golfer he he's won a, in. he won a couple of majors already i think he's kind of got the potential to be the face of golf but the thing is is golf has a lot of really good players right now mm-hmm. and the reason why is tiger woods so yep. th- those would be the two guys i'd probably highlight yep Vinny, are you a big golfer i don't yeah, think you play a well, ton but i know you play my, a my dad bit. my dad was so i was kind of grandfathered into the whole tiger thing like my I would sit there and watch Tiger play with my dad through the whole his whole run there. But like I said, like you said there, I'm not gonna take uh, like probably all time golfer. But I also am gonna take uh, a different guy here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, love Happy, bro. That, I mean, it's one of my all time favorite movies. So, you know? and then maybe honorable mention Will Zalatoris because he's kind of in Happy Gilmore. So, man, imagine being able to hit the ball that far Dude, like in happy gilmore i can if i hit it right and swing I, like that though like the way like that's hard to do man it's well i mean i've only that. i've only tried it when i've had a couple of too many wobbly pops but yeah no it's it's hard like there is a video like because taylor made has been doing a lot of like they're trying to promote the game more and there's a video of all the like top players. Like I think it would have been Morikawa, Tiger, Rory, uh, Dustin Johnson, um, all the tailor-made reps that were doing the happy Gilmore shot. And like the only one who did it really well was of course, Tiger of like who else would do it, but Tiger, but it was actually really funny watching them. Cause they were all shanking the ball um, or just slicing the ball. Like, Pizio would be doing on a Saturday afternoon. So, um, yeah, I would love to learn to hit the ball like that, though. But uh, shout out Happy Gilmore. Great film. The price is wrong, bitch. Oh, God, there's so many quotable things. It's like, what? what's that one where he's talking to Shooter McGavin and he's like, oh, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? That's, yeah, that's my favorite. Said- Shooter said, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. And then Happy responds, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? And he's just like, doesn't know what to say. Bro, my oh. first year at uni, one of my profs, Ken Bell, if anybody knows him at U of R, looks just like Shooter McGavin and it throws you off, bro. I don't know if I recognize that name. I went to U of R. You think I would? There's yeah. like 10 profs in that school. so I think it was like English too. So he would have taught a wide variety of homies. Well, shout him out. Shout, shout him out. out. Shout out Ken Bell, you know, <laughs> a.k.a. Shooter McGavin. 
All right. I think we got time for maybe, I don't know, boys, we, we can do one or two more questions, maybe. Yeah, um, I think one more. Peace, which one do you want to? Uh, well, uh, M. Fuchs says, let's hear some NBA p- picks. The league is always so wide open, and I think that's a good way of putting it. I mean, this year, it's kind of been like the NFL. Nobody is uh, like a clear-cut runaway with, you know, we're not going to see a 72-win season or anything absurd like that. I mean, the shitty teams are beating the best teams. Like, the like the Lakers are horrible. So, I mean, there's so much parity in the NBA now than there was even two or three years ago when these super teams, I mean, there's still super teams out there, but they've come back down to earth a little bit in their statistical analysis, I guess, so to say. But I mean, if I had to pick a winner, I mean, Milwaukee, they're, they're great. Phoenix is great, but I mean, to kind of stray away, like the jazz are good. Chicago's having a year. I mean, really anything is kind of wide open right now until someone kind of blows me away with them running away with the league type thing. I mean, let me know, but I mean, the Raptors are keeping everyone close. Even the games they're losing, they're not getting blown out minus the game against Detroit. There a few, few, a few weeks back there, but yeah, I, I, it's so hard to say who's, who's going to do what. Cause yeah. One day Golden State will go out and put up 140 points and then they'll struggle to, to break 80. So uh, very weird year for sports, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple of teams to mention. The Phoenix Suns are having a good year again. They made it to the finals last year. You got Golden State, of course, too. They're also having a great year and uh, Clay is finally back. So that Warriors team could be pretty scary. Um, yeah, the NBA is wide open. I think, um, I just want to shout out, uh, shout out miles too. So that's my buddy from university there. He runs the, usually I don't like to do free ads, but you know what? He runs the one for one podcast. It's an Oilers podcast. Maybe we have to bring him on and he can chime in on, on the Oilers, uh, absolutely falling apart the last couple of weeks. But that being said, uh, thanks for the question there, miles. I, yeah, I mean, I personally, I know it's easy to say the Suns just because they're top of the the conference right now, but you know what? They're pretty dominant last year in the regular season and they proved it in playoffs that they can perform. Uh, Chris Ball, Booker, they got a good young team. Um, Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, but you also got teams like Miami uh, who are still in the mix. The Memphis Grizzlies have taken the step, it appears. Um, They've been having a really good season. And then, of course, you got the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, Kyrie's back. Uh, so that could become a really dangerous team come playoff time. I know Kevin Durant's out right now. I think he's out four to six weeks, if I remember correctly. Um, but come playoff time, Brooklyn can be a dangerous team too. Vinny, uh, you might be, uh, you're pretty uh, heavy into basketball, I feel like, or maybe may, more than me, at least I know anyway. So do you have anybody that's been standing out to you this year? Now I'm a big Raps guy, but so obviously the Raps, but the other team I'm like Raps went healthy, like bet, deepest team in the league, dog. Like I love the Raps. I love how they're how they're playing right now, and I love Nick Nurse, big Raps guy. Oh, uh, the other team I want to talk about is Chicago, bro. They're rolling. I like Chicago. I like the energy. I like Demar, former Raps alum. 
you know, he's like I said before, I was doing uh, foreshadowing, putting a futures fullback of the week, and that was Demar for MVP. I think he's on the MVP run. He's going to keep it going. I like Chicago, man. Awesome. Uh, Miles, we'll probably have to uh, throw some picks on the pod uh, Instagram more often. So we'll be sure to do that for you. Throw up some more NBA picks. So thanks for the question. All right, gentlemen, I think we hop into our last segment of the episode. What are we rolling? Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. So, Peaser, uh, you're a gambling guru. Six for six last weekend with your NFL picks. Let's keep it hot. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So I'm doing a couple parlays here. Obviously, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick January 22nd, January 23rd. I've got an anytime TD scores, and then I've got your NFL uh, matchups that I will finish off with here. So for January 22nd, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals at plus three and a half. Now I know that's contradicting to what I said because I did say that Tennessee was going to win this game. But I also said that it was going to be a close game. So I do like Cincinnati at plus three and a half here. If anything, Tennessee will win by a field goal. It'll be close all the way through. Um, And then I've got Green Bay at minus six. Like I said, I want to believe that it's going to be a close game. But I do think Aaron Rodgers reigns superior in that game. And then we're going to take the Rangers, the New York Rangers puck line against the Arizona Coyotes. One of the best teams in hockey coming up against one of the worst teams in hockey. They're going to, or sorry, the New York Islanders, my bad, the New York Islanders against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, Like I said, the Islanders kind of coming back around here a little bit. Arizona, if their goalie's not on, that team is pretty bad. Um, And then I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, No, I got to restart. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at the, uh, <laughs> I was looking at the wrong date. So, okay, start fresh, baby. Okay, keep on rolling, baby. You know, you what, know time what time it is. is. So, like, a, like I was saying, boys, to you in the off screen there. I'm doing a couple parlays here. I got January 22nd. I got January 23rd. I have a parlay of anytime scores throughout these four games this weekend. And then ultimately I'm going to end with my NFL who's winning, who's not type thing. So to start with January 22nd here, I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals at plus three and a half. Now I know that's been a little contradicting to what I've been saying all episode. Tennessee is going to win this game type thing, but I do think Cincinnati keeps it close. That three and a half is super intriguing because you know, if it's tied last second field goal type thing, super exciting for that uh, Cincinnati plus three and a half. That leads us into our Green Bay Packers at minus six against the San Francisco 49ers. At the end of the day, we don't know who's doing what for the San Francisco 49ers. This could be a complete crapshoot. Like I said, it, it all depends on how well they run the ball and how well Green Bay can stop that. But Aaron Rodgers at home seems to be a good bet. I'm then going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning money line against the San Jose Sharks. Sharks are at home. I just like the lightning here. Sharks, like you said earlier in the episode, one of those California teams has got to start falling off here eventually. And I mean, Tampa Bay ain't no joke. So, um, and then I'm going to round out that parlay with uh, Rangers puck line over the Arizona Coyotes. This is one of them David versus Goliath matchups. If uh, Arizona's goalie can't stand on his head, New York will take this uh, pretty easily. 
So that's my January 22nd picks. Um, then we're going to flip over to January 23rd, and that's that Sunday. So we're starting off again with the two football games. We got the Rams at plus three. I wanted to take them on the money line, but I'm going to play it a little bit safe. I'm going to take the Rams at plus three. Um, this is where I kind of went off the board a little bit here, and I'm taking the Bills money line against Kansas City Chief. I'm doubling down. Josh Allen, fullback of the week. Let's ride with it. Bill's money line on the road in Arrowhead. Clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. Uh, Then we're going to flip back over to hockey. We've got uh, two matchups that are popping off the board to me. So we got the Florida Panthers over the Seattle Kraken. We're not only going to take the Florida Panthers to win, but we're going to take them at the puck line at minus one and a half. And then finally, to wrap out our date, we're going to take the Columbus Blue Jackets over the Ottawa Senators. I, I do think Columbus just outmatches and outplays the Ottawa Senators, regardless of how well Ottawa has been playing in these last few games. So, yeah, that wraps up my January 23rd picks. Uh, Marty, do you got anything for us here before I jump into my two others? Yeah, I'll just go over my both my Saturday and my Sunday here because I'm keeping it pretty simple this weekend. So, as I mentioned, I am planning on going to the Battle of Alberta game on Saturday night there should be electric, even with 50% capacity. Like I said, hashtag Marty for 50. Uh, Let's get that rolling. You can't drink at the rink though. Hey, what? Yeah. They don't sell food or drinks. So you have to drink before no food. Wow, man. No food or drinks. The casino's closed too. That's no food. I was, I know I'm choked. I'm going to have to like sneak food in. There's going to be chocolate. There's going to be like chocolate bars or something. Bro, be the guy who sneaks in glizzies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, a big, dogs I'm a big, I'm a big glizzy pants. guy. Dude. Big time glizzy guy. Dude, something about like something about a hot dog from like a hockey uh, rink is just something special. Man, oh, I'm a big time, event, bro. Big time, like after the front nine, you blow up on the golf course. Nothing better than a Coors Light or a banquet, whatever they have, they have and then a glizzy. Turn the turn the round around just like that. Just a good old pork missile at the turn, eh? Yeah. Sometimes that's all you need. And little glizzy, little uh, meat missile, little. Then you get it. You put. You have a couple good holes, and then you absolutely blow up after yeah. because it's golf, and golf is hard. So. Yeah, golf is hard. I can't even remember the last thing I said. Well, we gotta we, <laughs> we gotta just start talking talk about glizzies, dude. I <laughs> love I love a good glizzy. A good I just, glizzy, a good fucking oh, absolutely mean, stunned. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Yeah, you know what time it is. Uh, you know what time it is. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. But um, so I am gonna bet on that game. I am going to take the Oilers money line. And I'm going to turn it into a parlay as well. I'm going to add Zach Hyman two points in that game as well. And uh, like like we said, we might have to do a little bit of uh, a little bit of reporting on the old Instagram there. So hopefully, people, uh, you guys will get to see me there, uh, just kind of updating and uh, chatting about the game. Um, and then I'm just going to talk about football as well. So starting Saturday. Um, I'm just going to go once again, Moneyline Marty's back. I'm just going to stick with the picks that I had in our round two preview. I'm going to take the Bengals Moneyline. I am predicting an upset in that game. 
I like the Bengals and I like Joe Burrow's transition sunglasses or glasses or whatever the hell they are. Um, and then I would be taking the Packers money line. I know the odds are heavily in the Packers favor, but uh, not, not feeling the 49ers just because of a lot of the injuries makes me a little bit, makes me a little bit nervous for them. Um, although I think they are a team that could potentially upset the Packers. I will be going with the Packers and then moving into Sunday, just going to stick with the two football games. I am taking the Tampa Bay bucks money line and the Kansas city chiefs money line, uh, picking a lot of favorites, but, uh, that's what I'm rolling with for the weekend. You you know, it's actually funny, Marty, because, Um, for my NFL ticket, I'm, I'm going to just take, uh, money lines as well. But, uh, so I'm going to start with, uh, the Tennessee Titans money line. We're just going to keep everything the same as the bracket. So I'm taking the Titans money line against the Bengals. I'm taking the Packers money line against the 49ers, taking the bills money line against the Kansas city chiefs. And I'm taking the Rams money line against Tim Brody and, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, this just in, I'm getting, uh, news from. Producer Vinny over here. He's got a little wave of the week for the boys. It's been a few weeks. So let's see if he can uh, keep up his uh, good percentages here for the kids. Vinny, what do you got for us? The wave of the week is back, baby. And as per usual, the wave is all NFL Sunday. And this wave is brought to you by Robax. Why? I don't know why. Dude, I couldn't no, think of another sponsor. Dude, no free shout outs, man. Dude, Romax is tight. If you have a tight back, yeah. I, I meant to uh, think of something else, but I, not that I blanked. Uh, so, my way. <laughs> oh I my thought God. it would just come to me, dude. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. For my wave of the week. I'm rocking with the over 47 and a half in the Bengals Titans game. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be a big points game. Um, next, I'm taking the under 47 in the Niners Packers game. Uh, I don't know about a whole lot of points in that game. There's potential for it, but I think it's going to come down to the battle of the defense here. And I'm also rocking the under 48 and a half in the Rams Bucks game. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the defense, but I do still think Tom Brady will prevail. Tim Brody, correction. Same person. Kind of like a Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus situation, for those who don't know. Both are the GOATs either way. So True, true, true. And lastly, I'm taking the over 54 and a half. It's a high over for 54 and a half, but it's the Bills and Chiefs game. You know this big points, but I'm taking the over, and that is my wave, boys. I'm taking the over in the Bengals game, uh, the Bengals-Titans, the under in the Niners-Packers, and the, the under in the Rams-Bucks, and the over in the Chiefs-Bills. That's the wave. Yeah, throw, throw a couple bucks on it. Let's see what, uh, see what we can get there. Um, like I said, it's NFL Saturday-Sunday type thing, but I've got uh, – Nice little player props here to round out the episode here. I'm pretty excited about it. This is my anytime touchdown scores for the NFL games. I'm going to come out with a first touchdown score for each game, but that'll be posted on the Instagram. But our anytime touchdown scores for the weekend, and I repeat, throw them all together. Let's see what happens. 
I've got AJ Brown from the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if he gets the first, but I do know he gets one. I've got AJ Dillon for the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what is it might be gut. It might be my brain telling me that AJ is a good, uh, good pick here, but I do like AJ Dillon against uh, the 49ers to scrounge up a TD or two in Zach shoots case. Um, I don't think there's a bad TD scorer in the Buffalo bills and Kansas city game. So I'm going to take Travis Kelsey for Kansas city there. And then he didn't, or sorry, he did score last week. I think he continues it this week. I'm taking Cooper cup and the LA Rams, baby, the upset of the week. You heard it here first. And that's all I've got for the, for the weekend here, boys. Oh, boys. Uh, we're hitting a long episode again here, but you know what? I enjoy it. Uh, it's been a, it's been a good time. We've had some banter. We've had some laughs. We had some cries. Go bills. Go, Go bills. bills. Playoff yeah. bills hit different. Josh Allen fullback of the of week. I'm pretty. Yes. I'm, and by steak dinner, it's probably going to be like wings or like a fat burger burger or something like that. Let's be honest. Fat burger burger. Oh. <laughs> so it was live on the pod. So you're held accountable. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I'm I'm more than fine with that because I'm gonna get a free meal out of it, dude. I full, think you can't go against the fullback of the week. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty I wild. It in, bro. I'm fading, fading <laughs> the fullback of the week. That has that wouldn't have paid off dividends, but we'll see you after this weekend. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening again to uh, Rolling the Dice Pod. Like I said, we've got the Twitter, we got the Instagram. We're on the process of making a TikTok. I know we've been saying this for weeks, but hey. Just keep on rolling, baby. Keep on fading, following. You do whatever you got to do in order to make you happy, but just keep sticking around for the ride. Yeah. Um, so once again, our Instagram is at rolling the dice pod. Please give us a follow. And Peaser, I think you got to officially announce what's our at on Twitter since you're the man who actually made the Twitter account. I did make the Twitter. I did. Uh, so the rolling the dice. So it is back to rolling without the g so it's rolling the dice and hear me out someone had that twitter handle i texted them i called them tried to buy it off them they said who the hell is calling me from musha or from saskatoon saskatchewan so i had to go with rolling the dice underscore but we're there pictures out there everyone knows it's us just throw an underscore out there you won't even know that you follow us so every every day when you get a tweet saying, hey, do this, do that, um, it's there. I was already uh, ice cold as I picked the over in uh, the Boston and Charlotte game. That game went under. I mean, Colorado's up one nothing, so might be one for one, 50%. Not hot, but we're here. Other than that, uh, I don't think we have much else. But once again, thanks, everyone, for supporting and listening and following us. Uh, and once again, thanks for rolling with us. As always, live, laugh, love. Shout out Josh Allen, fullback of the week to the moon. Thanks for rolling with us. It's Muddy Line Marty and Parley Peace. We've been steady rocking the behind the scenes. Again, always right, and you gotta pay the price. But it is what it is when you're rolling the dice. We're rolling, 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 rolling.